Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are here to talk about episode 12 of the Bad Batch series, Rescue on Ryloth, which did not feature any mama side. Yay! <laughs> I was so happy. Thank you. Yes. I didn't need that today. <laughs> I really didn't. And I was so happy that we got to see everyone intact. <laughs> for now. Yes. For now. Yes. For now, yes. This was a solid episode yes. for the second part to the previous episode where we start out on Ryloth and Cham and Eleni and Gobi get arrested for the assassination attempt on Senator Ta, even though they didn't do that. Yeah, I actually wanted to start off today. Just like last week, I kind of want to get the more critical element out first. This is, again, like classic, this is more via the perspectives of other people, not so much from myself, because there has been a lot of conversation I saw again this week about how much the Bad Batch is being focused on. And I would like to read a little thread I wrote this morning because I have a lot of feelings and like there's a lot of sides to this, but this was honestly the biggest thing I picked up on. Okay, so here's, this is a thread that I wrote. Some being critical of a lack of Bad Batch development slash focus defended similar decisions in Mandalorian. Sigh. I get criticism, but it isn't new. I think it becomes an issue when you name a show after a specific person like The Mandalorian or The Bad Batch. You build up expectations that this will be the primary focus. So if you focus too little or too much on them, criticism forms. This is a problem I've had with the Ahsoka show with worries about it being the Rebel sequel. Rebels wasn't Ahsoka's story. So if you suddenly put a ton of focus on Sabine and Ezra in an Ahsoka show, of course people will be upset. Or if you focus too much on Ahsoka, it's back to an issue of defining it as Ahsoka when others were just as integral to the story. It's a really slippery slope. And why I think titles like Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance work better, because you can focus on characters present at the time, but aren't confined to them in the viewer's eyes. You have more freedom to touch on other elements. Mm -hmm. I literally saw people today who were defending all of the other focus on other characters besides Din in season two Mm -hmm. were now being critical over the lack of focus on the Bad Batch. (laughs) I just felt like it was necessary to bring that up because it's a very similar situation where the Mandalorian is defined as being about, I know some people could say it's about Mandalorians in general, but it's in terms of who we first get introduced to, it's Din focus, it's the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. And then with this show, it's titled The Bad Batch. So obviously people are gonna expect it to be about the Bad Batch and only about the Bad Batch. But I think the biggest thing I took away was like, that's why I think more general titles work better because I think, like I said last week, the show was more marketed as like a let's see the empire's impact. Yes, at this time. <clears throat> that's why I'm so, confused why people are criticizing it because yeah, Star Wars gave us the premise of the show. Yeah, so calling so it I don't like, have issue with this. So calling it something like Rise of I know this is so generic. This is just a title <laughs> I'm thinking of all the top of my head, like Rise of the Empire or something. Uh-huh. Like that that I feel like people would be less critical but I feel like the way they titled this the bad batch it like creates this perception like I was saying where it's like if they focus too much on the bad batch and I'm personally going to be critical because I'm going to like I want to yeah. see more than Same here. the bad batch I want to see more of the galaxy yes. and what's happening what's being built up but if we, but for these people when they focus too much on that other stuff and it's titled the bad batch they're views perceptions of what the show is supposed to be about get so laser focused on that that they they don't want as much of the other stuff so it's a big 
cycle of messiness. I don't, I don't take issue with it being called the Bad Batch. I like how we're seeing the rise of the empire through yeah. the eyes of the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is the point of the Bad Batch. And also for us to get to know them, it's a, a twofold experience for the viewers. So I don't take issue at all with them focusing or allowing the focus to fall on other characters or other storylines, because we also will still get information about the Bad Batch in that. And that's why I'm confused yeah. with people's critique because we are still getting the bad batch we are getting their reactions we are seeing their characters and their stories move in this even in this episode i don't i don't know how closely people were watching and didn't <laughs> notice the exchanges between crosshair and hunter but that was there yeah and yeah we'll get to that uh-huh yeah so i'm just i'm just saying like yes yeah there there was progression mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be you know, incessant on them because we need to experience what's going on in the empire because that is the actual premise of the series. I feel that it's very balanced. Yeah, I think bringing up what I said about the Mandalorian, the reason I got so emotional was because I feel it's a lot more balanced here than it was in the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, same here. I looked back at the, like I've looked back at the season like five times before I really Mm -hmm. said just to make sure. And yes, there is focus on Din in season two, but it's just- there's such like a push away from the Mandalorian Din side of things yes. in the show that I just don't see the same bounce there. And that's why yeah. that I got so emotional when I saw people doing that today, where I was like, you got to like recognize the fact that it, they're very similar situations where if you're going to be critical of something in this like sphere, then you need to be critical of it in this sphere. Like mm-hmm. just because you might like clones more doesn't justify like it's just it's a difficult conversation because like like I said I I think it's a lot better balanced here in this show than it is yes. in Mandalorian. It just- I agree 100% <laughs> I I feel like we didn't get enough progression of Din that's why I'm hoping that season three works on that but th- the whole reason I just brought up the whole title thing is I just think that's definitely a trigger as to why these kind of arguments are so focused on and that's why I also brought up the Ahsoka show because mm-hmm. I just feel like that's going to be such a controversial thing depending on what road they take like I brought up both either if they focus too much on Ezra Sabine or if they focus too much on Ahsoka there's going to be criticism either way especially if this is the Rebel sequel there's going to be criticism no matter what path they take even if they find balance I feel like there'll be criticism just as I was saying for the fact that they titled it Ahsoka in conclusion I basically just would say we all just need to like recognize like as Maria was saying like watch these episodes again and like just really like and catch those moments and be like okay yes Kara is here but look at how much progression characters are still getting in this episode like there's like you said there's moments with crosshair and hunter there's moments between hunter and hauser there's moments with hunter and omega and hunter Hunter allowing omega to to go on an entire aspect of the mission on her own and seeing the other bad batch members being like what yeah (laughs) And I understand these arguments a lot more last week compared to this week because this week. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's what like, I was just, I was going to say the same thing last week. I could see this. Yeah. And I would be like, okay, yeah. but this week they, they came in, they came in hard and they gave us a ton. And yeah. today, like, I feel the theme of this episode is Omega's compassion and them learning from that. <laughs> and it actually works 
completely well to what I legit said last episode. I literally, by the end of our last discussion, I was like, when we were talking about this whole criticism thing, I was like, Mm -hmm. I think this episode is more focused on building up the Empire elements, showing Mm -hmm. the Syndulla's impact. And then I literally got to this point where I was like, the Bad Batch came in, because like we talk about how much information Sid gives them. The Bad Batch came in to sell arms dealing. And then I was like, in the next episode, we're probably going to have them more connect the dots about why the arms dealing is taking place. And in this episode, you literally have that inter- exchange between like Cham and Hunter of between like, oh no, Hera hired us for this. Oh, here we are rescuing you. Oh, this is the impact. The Empire took their parents. Oh, we are the arms dealers that we were in touch with the Ryloth people. Like it connects all of those dots together where the Bad Batch does get that full, mm-hmm. more full picture perspective of what they're doing. Which, yep. Yes. <laughs> the character growth was massive and especially like when you see to to support the the theme being of this episode being the compassion that was learned from omega is when she also has that compassion for hera to help and hera at the end of the episode says you know thank you for believing in me just like hera does for ezra when we see in rebels (laughs) And it's that learned compassion, just like what her fellow Bad Batchers learn from her in this episode, will they do further in the future? Yeah. And that willingness to be like, to have that belief in people that people are capable of making those decisions, no matter how reluctant they may be, like, like you said with Ezra. So yes, 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 yes. I absolutely loved the ending of this episode when Harris said that to Amiga, that just... Mm -hmm seeing that moment and then remembering Hera with Ezra just it was right there for me and I was like oh I I love seeing the impact of love from one person them witnessing it experiencing it and them Hera now sharing that same belief in Ezra that's so powerful yes love love just saying this to you makes me love it more yes Yes. And I think we're just going to jump all around today because there's just mm-hmm. so many yeah. I want to discuss. Yeah. The next thing I wanted to discuss is Cham. I want to talk a bit mm-hmm. more about Cham because there are two elements in this episode with Cham I really liked. Because mm-hmm. we get to A, see that support he has for Hera and like, don't underestimate Hera. Hera, belief in Hera that I just, it makes that like conflict between them and Rebels hit even harder because of now seeing that care that he does have for her and the lengths he's willing to go. And then you also get to see the development of his trust issues in this episode because we kind of got to that last episode about how this was like the beginning of him seeing like the Empire is not what it is. Oh no. And they're going to go after my family. Oh no. And like the Ryloth people. But like the really you get the development of this trust issues where no matter what, like he still really struggles with trusting Hauser in this episode just because his trust issues have been like reached that point now where he's he doesn't know who to trust because exactly. he had that belief in the empire and that they were the people there to protect yep. them, but they weren't. So that one was hard. Oh, when Cham said to Hauser, he didn't trust him. Hauser's look, but then I knew I, so I watched it once and then I watched it again. I knew by the look, thank you, animation department, thank you, animation. <laughs> that Hauser, even though Cham said that, I knew Hauser wasn't going to go and, and turn toward the empire and be like, fine, then I'm going to yeah. be the bad guy now, you yeah. know, out of, out of the hurt because Cham said, nope, oh, I don't trust you. And yeah. now, I mean, gosh, that's like so hurtful, but 
Hauser did the right thing and said, I, I get it. Like, you yeah. don't know who to trust. He mm-hmm. went above. He, he said, I'm going to be the bigger person. <laughs> I know that you're hurting and that you're scared for your daughter and you don't know who to trust. And I'm still going to be the good guy here and do the right thing. I mean, wow. Hauser is the MVP. I love it. Yeah. I have now the biggest crush on Hauser. Like Hauser is like my list. He like shot. Like I don't sorry. even like, like the clones that much. But like, <laughs> Same here. Okay. I, I don't have any crushes on any clone troopers. <laughs> but today, today, I do. <laughs> I know I literally was when I was watching last night. I'm he like, is oh, now I my boyfriend. I over Hauser now. I was like, I get it now. <laughs> I will fight all of you for Hauser. He is mine. <laughs> Him and Obi-Wan. <laughs> My power duo. Oh. Yeah, Hauser, please be okay. I pray for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because he got arrested for doing the right thing. He even, wow. The fact that he rebelled. We got like, the like I said, the clone rebellion. It's like, <laughs> no, this actually kind of goes back to, because you actually said you don't, a reason you think we didn't get the mom aside was because of our backlash against the mom aside. Now part of me wants to believe deep down, very deep down in my heart mm-hmm. wants to believe they saw the backlash on not getting a stormtrooper rebellion and they I, yes. have yes. a clone rebellion. Yep. They're like, cut this out. We're not putting the mama side in. We're gonna put the rebellion in. Yeah. Um, and thank you for no for no mama side. I'm no so happy. And for the clone rebellion, because I've been waiting for this one. Yes, exactly. I've been waiting for for them to say this isn't right. Yeah, and even I love- though that they're chipped. I wonder, I wonder how. I wonder about Hauser's chip because this. No, I think it really comes. What I took away from it is it came down to the effect of the orders because he brings up the fact that like we were ordered to protect these people yes. and that was like the workaround is we're not protecting them by arresting people for literally doing nothing for mm-hmm. just being like people of Ryloth like that's not protection that's yeah. Like- so that's the way I viewed it. It was like, yes, he's still chipped, but he's being given mm-hmm. he's being given orders. But the empire's trying to like work around those orders with their whole their whole view of like how to protect people and how to like rule the galaxy. And to to paint, I mean, like Rampart painting the picture that Cham was the one who did it, and Hauser knew that Cham didn't do it. Hauser was like, what the heck? I mean, he even questioned Rampart on that. And was, and he said, you know that he didn't shoot him. Someone else shot Toph. And Rampart's like, well, who? If you don't know who, then you can't say anything. I felt awful for Hauser because he was just trying to do the right thing and say, you arrested the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked Lenny's line about like, I've seen how you treat your allies. And yes. I prefer to be your enemy because I've seen yes. I love that line. Yes. I, I shall use this forever now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, what are you quoting? <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. Oh, and then there was a, a a line that Rampart said too that peace comes at a cost. Mm, yes. That's uh-huh. like the epitome of the, the empire, empire. Like, I felt, <laughs> even Kala said that Kala said something very similar when mm-hmm. he was like trying to rationalize his ideology he was like we're just bringing peace through our mess yeah. we just need to press on people like, so they're peaceful the a trillion rules will make you peaceful, <laughs> will make you peaceful. 
also notice that the king Ripper is so desperate in this episode he's like capture them all and like how are you gonna have like a peaceful place if they're all just in prison cells like i guess peace by having them all in prison cells but like ah. I, so here's the thing i'm not understanding about their campaign on ryloth right now is that they know that the people of ryloth are riots and are like the hardest core fighters so <laughs> Why are you poking at the hornet's nest? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? I mean, I, I get it because that would be what an oppressor would do is that if someone is even remotely mm-hmm. going yeah. to, to show pushback, that they're going to go 8,000 times harder on that pushback <laughs> exactly. and say, no, I'm the dominant one. You're not the dominant one in this situation. So I understand why they, mm-hmm. the empire did that. It's just, it's still like not a good idea <laughs> yeah. in my mind i mean to, I to guess what unjustly seeing, like, just arrest them <laughs> i guess how we see in like rebels with how it spreads i guess it's like a valid concern that you want to squash like the hardest core because like that's what will spread to get to other places for less hardcore i don't know mm-hmm. but i definitely agree that's like that's a bold decision to go yeah. after like the hardest core first yes and, and that's like the thing too like when you go after like the hardest core that's what like brings the cracks and then you crumble faster than yes. you build so <laughs> yeah because they didn't they hadn't done anything like that yeah. that was the issue is that all the people that were being arrested that rampart was having round up were only supporters of cham and they had done nothing so all these people are going to see other citizens arrested for nothing. They're not going to be okay with this. Like mm-hmm. now Ryloth is rioting after <laughs> the bad, yeah, after the bad batch left. <laughs> yeah. And we know what's to come because Cham's like, well, we tried so hard. Yep. Yep. Yes. I felt bad for Cham at the end because he sounded sad. He was just, he wanted peace. But that's why like, then we can go to watch war. Rebels afterwards and be like, okay, he's getting some forms of satisfaction. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, and that's like, like the thing, like, we know there's going to be rougher times ahead for the Sundulas, but like, then you go to watch those episodes of Rebels and you see that he does get to eventually reunite and repatch his ha- relationship with Hera. And they do get to, like, they do rebel more. And it's, it's nice to see that. And I'm glad, like, even though we, the in between is still kind of vague. And I kind of, I honestly told one of my friends, I kind of hope it stays vague. Because, so yeah. we don't have to see the mama side. Yeah, ever. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But, like, I, I like that we still have, like, that before and the after now where, like, mm-hmm. those episodes of Rebels have more impact. And these episodes have impact because of what we know from Rebels. So, yeah. All right. Let us begin the segment <laughs> I would like to title um, Ali and Maria being critical of text parenting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I just need to let some stuff out because, like, tech. And tech. Well, he does do one good thing. Let's start out with the one good thing he does. He okay. teaches okay. Hera to scramble the signature. Yes. But Hera uses that so much. <laughs> Saying at the beginning of the show when they were like scrambling the signal to signal in the beginning of the show, I'm like, oh, Hera's going to use that later. <laughs> Look what funny. happened. Like, and honestly. Then, that's hilarious. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he, yeah besides he did that one good thing, faith in Omega. Um, Tech did not have good faith in Omega. And he was no. Confused sassy about the whole i don't know he was <laughs> the whole plan and everything well like, all of them were kind of well i mean not record because i don't really think record said anything of all them rubbed me the wrong way I don't yeah know. <laughs> because he said don't believe like the kids overreact yeah. that's what he said 
Yeah, he's like, kids will over-exaggerate. And I'm like, how can you over-exaggerate your parents getting getting kidnapped? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? And that that's when you can't really over-exaggerate. Yeah. Um, my parents are arrested and they're looking for me and they're going to arrest me. This is not over-exaggeration. <laughs> These are facts. So I, I didn't, yeah, I, I did take issue. I did take issue with how that they didn't believe Omega and what she was yeah. saying at first, but that also plays into them learning about the compassion. No, but which is the theme. getting on my nerves. This and they had to have that, you know, rub there. So we have the conflict in order to have our, our theme, which is them learning compassion and to have faith. I think I might go back to like the whole conversation he has to, with Omega about the war when she asked him like what the war was like and he's kind of gives her an answer that's like <laughs> eh, not exactly what she's expecting. Like I think Tech just has that kind of different way of processing and mm-hmm. thinking and expressing. I'm sorry, Tech. I apologize. Tech has to work on emotions. Like, he does. We we Tech needs to work on emotions and and so, having Omega around is a very good thing for Tech. Exactly. <laughs> this the the one that can grow the most from Omega is Tech. I actually wish we could see more of them together because of that. That would yeah, be. No, that's, I, I, oh, I would like love this because I feel like we've seen her together a lot with yes. the other ones, but not as much with Tech. Like we got we, it. Like, we have discussed this episode. Yes, but and she's learning this. things from him. She is, but I would like more of that with her, and in that process, him learning compassion emotions that would be so powerful too i did like Kara taking charge the girls taking charge because chopper got arrested thinking on their feet showing that they got this they did it without any problem their friendship love it so much and i literally tweeted like six hours or something before the episode i was like I want, I can't wait to see these two interact again and then i was like what if like we see these two like fly a ship together and then guess what happened? Like, yep. <laughs> it was Hera's first takeoff. Yes. Exactly. That's huge. And Omega was there and they did it together. Yeah. And I know that like Eleni's death is the big push for Cham, but mm-hmm. I feel like this episode on its own was a big push for both of them in their own journeys. So. Yes. That was a really awesome scene. And I, I did like the flying between um, Tech and... And then Wrecker that was with him and they, when they were blowing everything up at the refinery, I loved seeing the interaction in that entire scene with everyone. Then everyone's checking in on them. We, we have explosions at the refinery. <laughs> and they're like, that's us. That's us. We did it. <laughs> PTSD explosions at a refinery. No. <laughs> I know. Um, no, as soon as you dropped the word refinery in this episode, I'm like, nope, okay, we're going to get the mom's side. No, I'm joking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> refinery is a trigger word for me now. I, I don't want to talk about refineries anymore. No. Mm-hmm. But speaking of mama side, we didn't get mama side, but we actually got, I was telling um, Maria this earlier, when Omega brings up the fact that like Hunter and the others are her brothers. Hera, poor Hera, is kind of like thinking about her poor brother who died before this time, which we like get to learn about briefly in Rebels. That hurt that they had to bring that back, but I was like, at least it's not Mama's side. Like, yes, some emotional weight, but 
it's not what I'm saying. That was kind of a lot with this week. A lot of the, like, the angsty stuff that happened this week. I'm like, okay, this is angsty, but it's not as angsty as I thought it was going to be. So yes. I'll take it. So <laughs> um, that, that is hard. Loss is hard. And I feel for Hera in that moment. Let us talk about Crosshair. My first thought after the episode was, I know he's still chipped, but like he misses them. He oh, he totally them. does. He misses them. And he's linked like, to them. He knows their their thoughts. He knew that they had set up a distraction. He had to yep. think about it. And you could tell like the little hairs and there's on others his not, neck like, stood listening up. To him. Like he's feeling more like an outsider and he yes. misses them. And he just, he, oh, ah. and there's so many, and there's like expressions where he like genuinely looks sad in yes. this episode. Like yep. when ah. he says he's going to go hunt them down, but the look after, yeah, he, he looks like, sad. Like, I, I was like, he, he looks menacing and then it yeah. immediately goes to like like they, yeah. hold on it. they hold on it and I, you can't tell me when they hold on an expression like that that it's not because he misses them and I'm like mm-hmm. yes so I am glad to see that and like and glad that like even though he's chipped like I said there is those elements that we can tell that he's still there and that he cares and that it's there and he's gone now that we know we're getting closer and closer to the end, but now that he's more directly asking to hunt them down, not just we're going to run into them because we're running into them, that's going to get even more emotional, which, ouch. Mm-hmm. Deep down, he's like, I want to hunt them down to be reunited with them because I miss them. Oh, <laughs> I saw a lot of people as this episode got closer and closer, they actually were starting to think more and more along the lines that this was actually going to be a rescue of Crosshair and not a rescue of Hera's parents, hmm. which, uh, while it didn't end up being that, I kind of think it still ended up being that in a way because we rescued him more so in the way that we are actually starting to see those more emotional elements where he's like breaking away even to the most slight degree away from the chip so we still are beginning that rescuing process even though it hasn't happened him seeing hauser revolts i wonder if that had some form of impact on him i think it did did. i really do it did Mm -hmm. i think that was his like okay this is my sign like all the exchanges between hauser and crosshair in this episode mm-hmm. like even when like these like mm-hmm. if you're not hunt them down then i can find somebody who better who can yes like they share a little like look between each other like they it's just ah, just, ah. Yep. <laughs> like i can part of me kind of wants him to stay on right left just for a little longer to see him one more time before he goes off and hunts them i'm like i don't know and i hope <laughs> like, hauser's okay i want hauser to be I want okay. hauser okay exactly like yeah <laughs> i don't want them to mess with his chip or something Oh my gosh. <gasps> they do that. I'm going to hurt you, Empire. Speaking of chips, <laughs> infested next week. And um, oh no. Yay. Yeah, no. Oh, God. What is this one going to be about? Please, no brain worms. Please, no, no brain, brain worms. worms. <laughs> Please, no brain worms. If they're going to, if they do this, I swear. No brain worms. I, I think it's chip related. I don't think it's brainworm related. Yeah, no, I I, I hope so. <gasps> Maybe the chips all malfunction. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've been talking about yeah. that the past few weeks. We're like, okay, it's yes. either be brainworms or chip malfunction. I'm hoping it's a chip malfunction. <laughs> and, and not then, a brainworm. <laughs> yes, like I, I just want the, the chip malfunction and then we can not worry about the brainworms. <laughs> Maybe that would be like a freeing point for crosshair. I, I still have that like similar kind of idea in my mind of well, like how I kind of think it's gonna go 
where it's like, yeah, because it's infested that it's war mantle. It's going along that whole clones transitioning to scripted soldiers because that's like what war man project war mantle is so i think yeah is related to that like chips malfunctioning or something there being those tensions there where he does have that more emotional element to it and then you kind of transition to that element of war mantle where it's like oh no these chips are malfunctioning and clones are not being as loyal because we saw the Mm -hmm. rebellion on ryloth even with clones exactly yep so that's like the push these these malfunctions and these infestations of rebellion Mm -hmm. malfunctions and just yes Yes. (laughs) we hope i mean my hopes have been going well lately so yeah i'm just on a high of (laughs) so yeah yeah any other thoughts about um rescue on ryloth oh wait wait wait! i have one more note there's like one interaction where it's like when she's trying to fix gonky and oh like, yeah oh, you can't fix him he's like defective yes. and she's like don't worry we're defective too exactly compassion ah that's what i'm yes. saying the first moment in this episode is compassion yes yes, yes. the theme of this episode any other thoughts about um rescue on ryloth I just Rampart. Oh man, he's oh, man. such a mini Tarkin. And yeah, see, this is the thing. Oh, he like just makes me want. Whether or not we were gonna see Tarkin more, part of me when you were saying we might see Tarkin more, I was like, part of my back, of my brain was like, watch Rampart be like Tarkin Junior. I hate how he's he's attempting to manipulate everyone. He's lying. He's setting people up. Some people would be like, oh, Crosshair, he's irredeemable. But that's what the show's trying to do. It's trying to show you Rampart is like the antagonist here. Rampart's the one we're supposed to be rooting against. Crosshair's yeah. the one we're supposed to be rooting for. Crosshair's the one we want to come Rampart's back. irredeemable, okay? Yeah, like, shove him into like the paper shredder, please. Yeah, him and Tarkin. Him and Tarkin <laughs> into the paper shredder, yes. I think I think at one point on Twitter, I, I compared Tarkin to like the the crusty hot dogs that are like what? in the, the 7-Eleven <laughs> that just are the last ones and no one wants oh my god what that's is that that is what I consider Tarkin this is in Ramparts in there too Ramparts in there too yeah, yeah no, no no I got I got my this is my group I've got um Tarkin <laughs> Rampart Palpatine and Mace Windu they can all hang out in a corner. <laughs> Clovis yeah. Clovis okay so Clovis I, I like, try to for all the people I hate right now it's it's a process Palpatine's number one for me in that one yeah no Mace Windu Tarkin Rampart Palpatine Clovis Mace Windu <laughs> I know people like Mace Windu, so that one's controversial, but like I just no, no Mace Windu in my life. No. I, I do I I wouldn't put, put Mace Windu in there, but I do take issue with Mace Windu. I also like my uh, level of issue with Mace Windu is like also the same level I take with Yoda. Okay, true. Mace Windu can be in like the baby paper shredder and then the others are in like the yeah. the big paper shredder. I put them in like, yeah, the like permanent timeout corner. Permanent timeout corner. Per- well, they go in and then the rest of them. I'll jettison them off to space. But Rampart is doing a great job as Tarkin Jr. You know, he loves to, to stand on his balcony and give speeches. <laughs> a la Hux. Oh, <laughs> or well, Hux a la Rampart, I should say, because yeah. one came before the other. So yeah, well, <laughs> the same Imperials love painting of the picture. 
Yeah, they do. On I balconies. Just, you know what I just realized? Who else needs to be in the paper shredder? Price. I'm forgetting everyone I want to put in the paper shredder. Oh, okay, price, price is the worst. Too. Yeah. Price is the worst. I Because Price is another imperial that she just wants to have that public image. And I'm like, God, stop. <laughs> like some of these imperials are such like public image drama queens. I can't take them. We want our love. Like they want to be like loved, lo- loved by the citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not because they're doing terrible, terrible things. Yeah. You can't, you can't love people and then say, you have to, you have to give me your chain code. If you don't give me your chain code, which is a whole new thing, you're going to get arrested. Yeah. Like, and we don't know what's going to happen to you. You're going to be, you're basically going to become a slave if you don't show me your chain code, which is something we just now impose on a city that you're supposed to be free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel like the show is about to get so much more angsty and I'm not prepared. Like, I know I said that I I feel like I say this every week, but I just feel like it's, I I feel like it's coming with like all the drama that's about to happen. Cause like, there's just so much drama from each side. I think that's like the thing with certain shows I'm watching right now where the drama is kind of overwhelming with show. I'm because we're about to have like him and Owen drama, clone drama, empire drama, rebellion drama, like Mm -hmm. all the kinds of drama just coming together. And it's yes so much i am unprepared and since we're getting close to the finale that's why i really yep. think that yep, we yep, have yep. we have to Thanks. address this issue yep. with the chips more because mm-hmm. we already saw that the clones rebelled that means they do have some free will it makes sense it makes sense more than brain worms which has just been a joke we, literally all our listeners that's just been a joke honestly it's a joke <laughs> like, any other thoughts no i i just i was i loved this episode the theme yeah where everyone began, where it ended. Oh, I, I, I do have to say that when Hera sent the, the hollow of her to <gasps> oh, the group yeah. and when she ended it, the parallel between her and Leia asking for help. I and just, like the, I, the I fact that, that like Omega gave her the comm yes. channel, like my heart. She's like, if you ever want to talk, here's my number. Oh my God. That's Bestie. the right thing to do. And they got so Bestie. mad at her. I got, I got mad that they got mad at her. Yeah. Like, come on, she's like no friends. Exactly. Like, none outside of you guys. Like, let her have friends. She's not giving their number to like Renick like, Shand. People. It's a child. <laughs> like she knows not to give it to bad people. What is, what is Hera gonna do with the number? Like, okay? honestly. Good God. And it's just a calm channel. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't want to answer it, they don't have to. <laughs> cute moments all the way there's lots yes. of cuteness. we love cuteness and i will shower the podcast with the cute elements before the angst comes it is coming no oh, it is and i'm honestly, let's just hope crosshair honestly, makes it out that, of this now that we got like the 100 percent confirmation of season two of loki i'm pretty sure i'm like 98 percent sure we're getting into the second season of the show oh yes about how like ambiguous disney has been about that but after the, the thing with loki i'm like okay yeah we're probably getting a second season of the no, show just because so it doesn't seem season. to be going to a concluding like element anytime mm-hmm. soon i think if we if we came to a close of the series and they didn't say that it was a one off then people would you know and if they didn't tell us that people yeah, would be that upset. Would be- so that disney needs to say from the start okay, we're, this is a continuation series or this is a one-off. Just let us know. Yes. And they've just been so ambiguous. And like, I get it. It's like that shock element or that excitement element where like you get that ending where it's like season two is coming. Like I get they like building that, but like 
it's it's hard when you leave your audience ambiguous especially for like content creators like us like with loki with this show with other all the other shows it's always like so here's what we can see in a potential future season but we don't yeah. know because disney hasn't told us it's like yeah it makes it harder for like people who want to discuss the show who want to understand how much more of the show we have to come like it makes it harder to not know so yeah well I just I think it's it's not okay to do that for expectations for for viewers especially viewers that are sensitive and become really (laughs) into the show I I just think it's I think it's sensitive of Disney to say to their viewers so they they can have boundaries on their investments, uh, financial and emotional investment of a series. So we know how much we want to invest because then you're letting me safeguard myself as a viewer because yeah, I, actually I don't want to few- like dive into a series and then have it freaking yanked for me. Yeah, I actually had a few friends. This is not having it yanked, but I actually had a few friends who were kind of, even despite how prevalent the rumors were, they didn't think we were getting a second season of Loki so what happened was they were kind of expecting it to be more tied up and then it wasn't and that kind of left See? them with a weird feeling yes like, that's what I'm saying like they were like well I'm kind of confused like I like the episode I don't have problems but I feel like in a weird space now mm-hmm. so, like, that's, that's what I'm what saying happens when you don't yep. tell people they kind of build up this like yes thought process yes like, oh this is gonna end now and then yes. it doesn't and they're like what <laughs> and I, I don't yeah. think that that's fair to do that to the viewer like have some compassion for the viewers <clears throat> and let us know what you're planning the sh- series shouldn't give away any details or anything yeah. like that but just yeah just give that to us like I'm not I don't want to know spoilers I don't want to know any of that yeah but at least give us the timeline of it yeah Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Allie underscore M underscore Andrews. And me, Maria, at Mayor of the Galaxy. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Red, on Instagram at Knights underscore of Red. Thank you to our new patrons. We actually have a few patrons now. Thank you, guys. You are going to save me from having have a laptop explode. I know it's only a few dollars a month, but it, everything makes a difference. Thank you so much. One of our patrons asked for us to potentially do something on Loki, and we will definitely consider it. Oh, absolutely. I love, I want to do stuff Yeah, on so Loki. we'll probably do that. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. <laughs>